Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's the boys. This is the Community Pub. Tonight I'm drinking a local beer from Rough Tail Brewing. They're out of Oklahoma City. And this is called Weiss Weiss Baby. <laughs> Gotta love it. Next to uh, Dale and I's former previous favorite, Ice Ice Baby. Uh, but this is Weiss Weiss Baby. And uh, as I've I've really been surprised as uh, the thousands of people who continue to, to enjoy WCU, Wash Clay Uno, right? It's crazy how that continues to grow and blossom and more and more people are using it, but there's a select few that haven't. And those people, they remind me of, well, guys that like the squatter truck look and try and put it on their dad's old beetle bug. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have some fun with this one. All right, Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? And then if somebody hasn't gotten on the WCU train, what do they remind you of? Well, tonight we've taken a break from the couch fire. Uh, beer that time. I love so much. This is uh, shipped out from Arizona. Uh, my boy Shane and Shine out there. He oh, yeah. A couple of Arizona beers. I am super pumped. And he must know my taste Ooh. pretty well because the first one we have is a cream ale. It's called Front Porch Brewing Company. And uh, the, here's, here's where it gets even better. It says from craftsman in wood to craftsman in beer. And then on the back, their address is Whispering Wind Drive. So this thing has to be great. Uh, and then he <laughs> sent me another one that's called uh, the Toasty Blonde L. So I'm excited to dive into those. But uh, people that don't like Wash Clay and Uno, man, what's going on? It just reminds me of a bunch of broke bitches. I mean, <laughs> leaving leave money on the table. They're like broke yeah. back bitches. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll call them broke back bitches, but you know, right off the bat, just tells me they like being broke bitches. So huh. uh, if you're if you're not prepping and coating, leaving money on the table. All right, Derek, what are you sipping on tonight? Tonight we got uh, from Yards Brewing Company, which is a Philly brewery, Star Jockey. So it's like uh, one of those like arcade style. Type beer. It's pretty good. It's a it's like a juicy IPA. I almost got this one from um, I think it was Stone. It's called the Mega Juice Pack, and I was like, mm. but I was like, I don't think I want all of them. So I've had that. But, it's uh, good. I know. I the, my favorite thing was it had one, the beers were little juice, double juice, and then the last one was Mega Juice, and I was like, mm, that Mega Juice is calling my name. But I uh, ended up just getting the Star Jockey, and uh, for the people that don't want to do wash clay at Uno's. I mean, I'd say it's like people cutting the grass in the rain. <laughs> just, just, you're just not supposed to do it. Like, you know, you know, a lot more gets all gummed up and shit. And then look at the guy going, like, why are you even trying? Like, you know, I did three or four, three or four of those, um, even this year. And I've been like, hmm. like, I was always worried about people, uh, seeing like, oh, you didn't, you didn't polish the whole car. But, you know, the last couple, they were brand new trucks. So we just washed them, clayed them, you know. If we had to, then prepped them through coating on them. And I was like, God damn, this is quick. Like, yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Next up, Lucas, man. 
I am sipping on Old Faithful Bud Light in a blue can this time, not a bottle, unfortunately. And oh, what's that? Is that the one with the mountains? Uh, it's Coors Light where the mountains turn. No, that's Coors Light. This, is a, <laughs> this one's always blue, bud, because it's always cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then people who don't like a washed clay Uno type package, to me, it's like you're in front of the court. The prosecutor offers you a one-year plea deal, and then you turn to your lawyer and you say, no, I really deserve a five-year sentence for my crimes. Oh. To do to do me right, I need a five-year sentence. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Ben, I know you're uh, – looks like you're working, which you normally are, uh, but thanks for hopping in tonight. I guess you're not sipping on anything. Got myself uh, a monster like normal. Uh, this one is uh, the tea and lemonade, and then mm. Uh, mm. I, I like it. It's not bad. Uh, it keeps me going for the night. Uh, for the people that don't like Wash Clay Uno, I'd have to say those kind of people remind me of people that think a Nissan Titan's a real truck. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow! I, I didn't. I thought it was gonna be a little bit later. Oh, man. Man. Oh, God. I like it. I like it. I was gonna ask Dustin, and then I forgot. So I, I'm glad you said that, Ben. I was gonna ask Dustin if, when you got those beers sent to you, did they send you a picture of their Dodge truck at the same time? Yeah, man, we're Dodge truck buddies. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's good. All right, Dale, man, what are you sipping on tonight? Well, I stopped by my guys up here at uh, uh, Early Bird Brewery and Smart Mouth. They have a Sticky Bricks. It is a marshmallow blonde, which is pretty cool, and it's not bad. Marshmallow. For a 40 IBU beer, it's not bad at all. I can live with it entirely. Okay. Pretty good. Now, as far as wash clay, you know, anybody that doesn't like that, they pee sitting down, period. You know, I mean, it's, it's easy money. It, you know, it's going to hold up. Um, I, why wouldn't they do it is my question. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. We just thought it'd be a fun little thing to chat about. I agree. Why wouldn't they do it? All right, Brandon, what about you, man? What are you sipping on tonight? Uh. I've been drinking a lot of Lock City every time I get on. It's a brewery in uh, Connecticut. It's about six hours away. My neighbor's son owns it, and he actually just wow. sold it. And I'm in slim pickings now. So Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to make my way to Connecticut and enjoy some, I guess. But this wow. is a tangerine cream. It's a tangerine and vanilla ice cream. It's pretty good. It's a, kind of a sour beer. You like sours? Uh, not typically yeah. they're sours i've liked though i they do a pretty good job but i usually don't like them no yeah i've always found it strange did you were you ever into sour candy though oh yeah oh huh. yeah. still am i'll steal my kids every time they got it still in but you can't get into sour beer huh no it's usually too uh not sour it's enough just too much sour mixer oh sometimes. too much sour yeah well it's not really sour it's the sour mixer it's like uh you know, when you get a mixed drink, there's too much sour mixer in it. Somebody makes a really bad Long Island iced tea. That's what oh, a lot yeah. of sour beers taste like. <laughs> yeah. But these guys do it right. This is pretty good. All as right. far as uh, wash clay uno, people that don't do wash clay uno are kind of like people that don't um, 
put the toilet paper with it hanging towards you instead of hanging towards the back. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Those guys are brutal. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Those guys are brutal. All right, cooking with Nick, and then we'll go over to Nick Walters, and then Kevin. Cook with Nick, man. What's on the menu? You sipping on anything tonight? Richard's rum, straight, neat, over ice. Um, okay. Oh, I like it. I like it strong. Um, I'm still rummaging through the the pantry, seeing what I can make, seeing what kind of protein I can put, uh, I can put down. Um, I've got stuff to make a fresh Alfredo sauce, and I've got nice pasta. So that's where I'm leaning. I'm gonna see what I can do there. Maybe throw some bacon in there and call that. Um, Washley Uno. It's like when you're 11 year old, like when you're 11 years old and mom's still cleaning um, your bathtub for you, and you haven't figured out how to do it right yet, and you can't figure out how to clean that bathtub and decontaminate it right. <laughs> what? <laughs> world <laughs> it's like when you're first learning you know you're learning how to take care of things does that make sense <laughs> no no yes no because no. okay. <laughs> i'm thinking if you're not down with watch clay uno you must really suck at decontaminating cars you're just learning how to clean that like like you're learning how to clean a bathtub for the first time hey, i follow you now i follow you now i okay. got it I got it. All right. Let's go, Mr. Walters. Uh, I know you're sipping on some uh, some water. good old quality high nooner. <laughs> huh? We got no, a high nooner water. over there? Just water. Uh, those that don't do wash clay and uno are the people still wearing masks. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen them. You've seen um, them. Yeah. <laughs> people wearing masks in their car, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's got to be a no-brainer right there. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Kevin Dalton, good to see you, man. Been hey, a little bit. On, Glad guys. you're back on, Mr. Supreme. Yeah, buddy. Hey, hey Nick, water. Lots of water, man. <laughs> Where's that from? <laughs> I don't know. Water boy. Water boy? Party? Oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, I wasn't big on that, that movie. I, although I like a lot of Sandler's movies. It was actually half baked. Oh, oh, wait, story. no, he's right. He's right. Yeah, you're right. It was what? Okay. I didn't hear. Yeah. That's Jim, Jim Brewer. That's Jim Brewer, right? Yeah. Mm. Good one. Good one. All right, man. What are you sipping on tonight? Uh, I got some uh, Wicked IPA, Hazy IPA from Sam's. Okay. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Kind of barely, but yeah. You can. Um, so I'm, I'm trying the AirPod thing first time. Nice. So, uh, good call. Good call. Um, so I just want to see how it sounds. So um, if somebody's not doing a WCU, a little wash clay, you know, ooh, what kind of people so, are there? So I'm, I'm going to kind of piggyback on on song strength, and I'm going to people that leave the new toilet paper on top of the done roll <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> don't, don't even change it that would be my wife oh! no my yeah. wife my wife too my wife too i'm not even kidding the other night i was like what the hell why, why not 
That's a good one. That was a good one. So I was reading this uh, blog post the other day and, and it was a detailer talking and giving some advice. And this is cool because it's something that we recommend people do, right? Give people advice and there's different ways to do it. Uh, video style content, putting your face inside of your phone and, you know, describing it. Or there's this old school style, which many people still do great for their SEO. Great for being able that people like we had, long long time ago Derek if you remember we had the great Mike Phillips on and he talked about oh, yeah. he didn't have the gift of video and the gift of everything but he loved to write right so there's still people that really enjoy writing so I was reading this guy's blog post and he was talking about things that people should look for and he was talking about ceramic coatings and things that people should do and this and that right and he was giving out some good suggestions and here I found this part pretty interesting so I wanted to pick your guys brains Right. He had the comment, and this was what I found to be very interesting, was that he recommended people before they bring their car to a detailer that they go ahead and wash it. Because and this is where people will find it interesting, because detailers aren't. Car, car washers, car washers. So he recommended that people bring a car already washed to a detailer. And I just went, huh, interesting thing to, uh, interesting thing to say. And I could have some different sides to it, but I'm curious from you guys, what's something you wish people did before they brought you a car, right? This could go a lot of different ways, depending on your area, depending on your customer base. I've had people and I really did enjoy it. They would go ahead and run their car through a car wash before they'd bring it to me to put on a coating, right? It's a brand new car, worked out this deal. You're going to get it for X amount. So they just bring the car ready to go, slap the coating on and they're gone. It was awesome. Well, what about you, Dustin? What's something that you wish that people would do before they brought you a car? Yeah, that'd be excellent if they'd run to the car wash, at least knock the mud off, and we could do do a little more rinseless washing. But uh, for me, it's just removing personal items, stuff from the doors, uh, just the little stuff. Like, you you might tell them that, and they're going to remove, you know, car seats, whatever, maybe the dog cover in the back. I don't know what it is with people hauling their dogs all over God's green earth here recently. Um but uh, yeah, just removing all the stuff takes take 15 minutes, get the stuff out, get the stuff out of the center console, uh, you know, whatever. So then that way we're not spending time getting things out of your door and then we got to set it somewhere. And, you know, then I got to worry about, OK, did everything make it back into the car that we were that we pulled out of the door pockets? And then, oh, yeah, it made it back in. And then the car leaves. And it's like, oh, well, I forgot little Mr. Piggy here that was in the rear door pocket. <laughs> Wait, no, I had that happen one time. You know, it's, it's, so that, that's a big thing for me. It would make life a hell of a lot easier if they just go through and pull everything out so we can uh, do our job. So anytime somebody asks me that, I'm like, yes, please remove every piece of personal item that you have in there so that we can get the vehicle in and get to doing our job properly. Okay. Well, I had a customer that, um, like for me, I, I tell him, do not wash the car. Absolutely not. Like I had a guy, I don't know why he thought it was, this is, I guess he thought this is what you're supposed to do, but he'd take it to the same car wash 
and they would slap on whatever kind of tire shine they were putting on. They would spray all up over the sides of the car. And mm -hmm. we did his car, did his wife's car, and then I did his brother's car. All three cars were like that. And each time I told him, you listen, like I prefer the cars filthy because it just to me, it, it not only is it satisfying for me, but this way I can clean it, strip it, and not have to worry about it. But all that tire shine crap they lay on the side, I don't want that. I gotta get that off, I gotta fight it off. It gets all over the trim. Don't do it. He's like, Oh, okay, cool. Next car he did it. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Next car he did it. And I was like, sir, fine. But he thought he was doing me a favor. I'm like, oh, I thought I'd just do you a favor. And I'm like, no, please don't. Like, I I I'd like a dirty car. Leave it dirty. I'll take care of it. But just you don't have to bring it to the car wash before you bring it to me. I kind of wish people would have, you know, once in a while we all get that car that's just in a complete state of disrepair where you start the car to bring it in the shop and there's 15 idiot lights on and you just put the transmission in reverse and you hear four clunks instead of just the reverse oh. light and then it's flashing at you while you're pulling it in like you know i'll, I'll clean whatever but it just i with cars like that i just i don't know it's just like if something breaks in the shop because your car is such a massive piece of crap I don't want it to come back on me and I'd rather, you know, you put your money into making sure your car's good mechanically, maybe before you worry about the stain under the carpet or whatever. I get, I wonder what about Canada? It's probably, you want people to take out the maple syrup. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't encounter maple syrup uh, ever on a detail. Um, but if it is a detail that I'm doing, if my customers would just clear out the garbage, and like, so I just have to show up and clean, not have to clear out all the garbage or car seats. I hate uninstalling those. I don't reinstall them as well. Same okay. here. I'll, yeah. I'll take them out, but I ain't putting them back in. I, I mean, I think that's probably, we all would say that's the safest, right? Like Literally. just never, and you always let them do it. I mean, I, 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 I know I have a horror story at the car wash was when we stopped and that was a, we had to tell people like, we're not touching them. We don't do anything because I had a mom call. She was very happy with her, her detail and just wanted to let me know that when she took a turn outside that her, her daughter went across the back, the back seat because Ooh. our detailer did not, you know, rebuckle down her seat and she wasn't upset because Ooh. nothing happened. Right. And she, you can all go, thank you, ma'am. Like we can understand that you should be like, you know, that was a good customer that gave us an easy break. You know, fortunately it was before Google reviews, right? She would have, uh, <laughs> if I pull the car seat out, I'll put it uh, sideways, uh, in the car. So it's, it's obvious that it's not installed. So this yeah. didn't happen to me. I got a quick story about a car seat that happened to another detailer. I know local to me, he just, they, he didn't install or remove. It was just in the back because his customers know he doesn't touch them. So they bring the car seats to him and he'll clean them, but he won't touch installation or reinstallation. So brings the car seat in the back of the minivan. He cleans the car and then he just wiped down the car seat, just wiped it down with like simple green or whatever APC he was using and then reinstalled the car seat and like, Two weeks later, he gets a call from the mom, and she is just, whatever you used to clean my kid's car seat got my kid sick, and now he's coughing and hacking up a lung, and we had to go Ooh. to the doctor, and she wanted to, like, sue him and get him to pay for 
the doctor's appointments and like all this turns out the kid had rsv or some like extremely common coughing disease whooping cough maybe whatever but yeah i'm like fuck that's yeah but rsv Ooh. and that type of stuff you're yeah i i think it can get uh generated by something you know we apcs can have a couple different things in it we we've all known we smelled something and it's made us cough so if a little kid has gone through rsv as uh mr walters you know now has a couple kids and those of us who do have kids like rsv can get pretty scary because we had to hospitalize our our oldest uh because of rsv it can get a little crazy no that's that's tough that's another reason not right lucas another reason good point right like oh a good point not to all right cooking with nick what about you man what do you wish most people would do when before they brought you a car drive it simply put the amount of people that come on you know don't do a test drive talk you know on the forums for weeks before they take delivery of their car drive out you know take 10 minutes to look around their car drive off the lot get 30 miles down the road and say there's a noise that shouldn't be here or there's a, a uh, something that shouldn't be on this car this this chip shouldn't be here after i've got home and driven 200 miles to kentucky like <laughs> sir, oh, <God. laughs> enjoy your car for a week and then tell me what's wrong with it if something okay. develops but the amount of people that just decide something's wrong with their car the second they take delivery and immediately bring it right back and start like this massive whirlwind relationship with service oh yeah uh, dale was not one of those cooking with nick i tell you right appreciate dale. it dale, dale. Mm -hmm. you have that at the body shop all the time no matter what happened to that car afterwards it was your fault <laughs> all right I mr mean, walters just, see this man well, obviously the uh, the kid seat thing is for sure, but I'll give you one that I wish. I wish a customer would have let us know that he had his windshield replaced five minutes before dropping it off. Guys went to wipe it, uh, you know, do glass cleaning, and the windshield fell through, busted all over the interior of the car. No. Yep, little safe light special. So, uh, yeah, that, that would be something if you have your windshield replaced, you might want to just wait a little bit and, uh, you know, do something else. So yeah, that would be, that would be my all time. Wish you would have done it a little differently there, pal. Mm, definitely. Well, first time I think we've gotten to see Mr. Billy, Billy, thanks for hopping on the community pub, man. No, I've, I've been on a, a couple of times before, but I was a little bit late today. So sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. My no, bad, I, man. So I'll, I'll answer the question. I'll be brief. Um, same thing as everybody else. I, I'd like all their, their personal belongings out. And if they genuinely, and stop leaving weird shit in the center consoles. So I think we've all seen some, some weird stuff there. Just, just take all your personal gear out. And for me, um, I know that a lot of you guys have regular shops and stuff like that. I work from home. I'm very boutique-y, uh, just one man. Um, I just ask my clients to never, never bring me a terribly muddy vehicle. And so far, so far, I, I've had people go and rinse off some of the, the major mud before they've, they've come, but I just, I just, I'm just not equipped to handle a ton of mud. Even the do-it-yourself car wash, there's no excessive mud. I'm, I'm the same way, and I, I ask everybody no mud. And so far, of all the, 
for the three years I've been open here in Cheyenne, I've had one person and it was the nicest lady and she just got a new Mazda CX-5. I have no idea what happened to that thing. It had the most mud out of everything, Jeepers, everything. It's just insane. So, and I, yeah. I you know, it's, it, she was the one person I never thought I would have to say, make sure there's no mud, but whatever. That was, that was so far the only time, but that's it. All right, cool. So imagine you guys got a phone call and it was from a buddy that's in a different state. A buddy's trying to figure out a detailer to use. I'm curious, Dustin, what would you tell him? What would be something that you would suggest he look for in a detailer when he's going to pick out a detailer to use? So if it's my buddy, the first thing I'm going to do is, uh, you know, go to go to our network and the HyperClean specialist group, uh, see who's in the area. If there's nobody there, I'm going to tell him, hey, go to Google, see who's the most active and who's producing some nice content. Um, you know, Google doesn't lie. You got some quality reviews there. Um, it, it, there's a good possibility you put out some pretty good work. So uh, that that's what I'm going with. You know, first of all, we want to keep it within the community, see who see who's in the area, and if not, hey. straight to Google. All right, Derek, how are you going to I mean, recommend somebody find a detailer? Is there a quality in a person? What are you going to suggest somebody look for? Uh, right off the back, I'm going to tell them to go check out their website because if you if you look in the area and you, and you saw this guy pops up first, you can go to the site. And I, I just, I'm about to say that if you can't navigate their website to even like kind of see how much they're going to cost and whatnot, then like I don't necessarily know if you want to deal with them. But there's a, I had a something like that happen where a guy uh, ended up moving to Pennsylvania and he's like, I'm looking for a detailer. And I was like, cool. If you look in Pittsburgh, we look. First guy popped up. I, I couldn't even see a price. I couldn't even see what this guy offered. You had to, and I, I guess some people run their businesses that way. You have to contact them to find out anything. But I like to just kind of show them like a starting price. But he ended up going with somebody else and it worked out fine. But when he came back through to New Jersey, I ended up doing his wife's car. So it worked out, but, but it was good. So I would do kind of what J Dustin talked about and turn to our network of nationwide detailers that are at least somewhat trusted from what I can see. Um, and if that isn't an option, then I'd say do what I've always been told from everyone in a trade or uh, looking for a service in a new area, you find the three most reputable that you can find online. You get a quote from all three of them, and then you choose the one in the middle. Okay, so this is good. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I don't want us to keep going down this trail because it kind of ends with the three of you guys of go to a website, go to Google. All right, we've gone to Google. We've gone to their website. We've we've reached out into the community. And now it's time to talk to the detailer, right? What's something, right? Maybe it's the middle price. What, what is it that you think would stand out of why somebody should use that detailer? It's the middle price or, or what is it? I, I would say middle price is a good place to be. Um, if you're just looking for a detail service, if you're looking for protection of some kind that's a, at a serious level, then appeal to other people in the area that are in car clubs, car communities, whatever you got to do on Facebook, you can get connected to the right people that way. But if you're just looking for an interior, exterior detail type service, pick the guy in the middle. Just like with any kind of standard service, you're going to have the higher price, the lower end. If you pick the guy in the middle, 
you're going to know you're going to get a good service for a fair price and you're not going to get hosed over being new to the area and you're not going to get you know horrible service by going with the cheapest guy in town <clears throat> what about canada what's it like up there um i only know so many people across a few different provinces that i can uh, actually vouch for myself uh that's all from facebook itself anyways uh but for me i feel like if uh they reached out to the business and then how the person's talk or how the person talks to them if there's a like a confidence to them or like uh an arrogance or what have you just go by your gut that way so and it could go both ways right like confidence could be a good thing but then you mentioned arrogance and that creates a little bit of a different vibe so that I'm glad you mentioned that. That is something a, a characteristic that somebody could look for would be how they talk. Are they, you know, they confident in what the work they do? They're confident in how they perform. They're confident, or are they arrogant? Right? Somebody that's arrogant, they might talk bad about others. They might kind of shun some other things. They might go, "Oh, you got it right." They might kind of talk down a little bit. So, good one, Ben. Good one. I like it. Dale, I imagine you've gotten phone calls over the years, whether it's body shop and then now definitely in detailing where people have, have asked you, right? Like, hey, I'm in this other, right? Like, I'm in Arkansas. Hey, I'm in Florida. Uh, well, how do I find a body shop, right? How does somebody in Florida find a detailer? What characteristic, not where they go, but what characteristic would you recommend? Hey, the one thing I checked to jump back on Google again, but look at the reviews and then see if that detailer responds to those reviews. See if he gets there and says, hey, thanks. And more importantly, because I did this, and y'all can go to Mako Hampton and uh, look at some of my reviews. And if you get a bad review and you deserve it, own that son of a bitch. I'm sorry, we screwed up. You know, let us make a, a, get a chance to make it up to you. But if it's a bullshit bad review, hammer the guys. Now do it professionally. And, and I've done that a few times in there. And, and like I say, you can go to the Mako Hampton and look through it. We've got, so when we left, we had over 350 reviews. We had like a 4.8 or something like that, which is pretty good. But uh, read the reviews and see how that guy responds to the reviews. And then, you know, call the guy out, you know, see how he is. Don't call him out, that's a bad word. Call the detailer physically and talk to him and see if he's, you know, a peckerhead or see if he's pretty level-headed. Um, I've had guys... We've had a couple of local Mini Cooper guys that moved down to the villages down there in Florida, and I've turned them on to a guy down there. I got a friend who lives out in South Dakota, also a Mini Cooper person, and uh, she's found a detailer that I've helped her find out. So Google, Google, Google reviews is the thing to look at. I... Um... When you were saying, Marty, that, you know, we already looked at Google, we already did all that. So that's the scenario I'm going to go with. So if they are talking to the person on the phone, you guys kind of took some words right out of my mouth about arrogance, not talking bad about people. But the big thing is questions. Is that detailer questioning you on what you need, asking you questions to gather information on what you actually need to provide them? Or are they just pushing the service that they want to do for you onto you? And I think that's huge with any business. They, the business should find out what the customer needs, not just try to push what they want onto them. Cool. Cool. That's, that's, that is true. Um, 
I'm going to say, you know, start with first off, see who's out there. Go to Google, um, see your options around you. First off, get a really broad spectrum of what's going on and trust your gut to look at um, just what your gut tells you to, to start going, like, say, social medias and say, hey, all right, who's producing, you know, a good balance of content versus advertisement? Say, you know, who's, you know, interactive with the community a little bit to say, maybe look at, um, like if a guy's saying, here's a tip, how to uh, look at or how, how to clean windows, you know, how to maintain things like that. Who's interactive with that? You know, I would avoid, you know, people who are only posting ads and begging for service, but at the same time, only, uh, you know, avoid people that are only posting things like, look at this Ferrari I detailed, look at this Maserati, and, and aren't posting anything else. Um, you mentioned one you that, that I, down. Oh, Cooker with Nick, you mentioned one that I find fascinating because I don't think people probably have thought about that when they posted. And this is something that Mr. Walters, Nick, and I talk about is we don't think people actually think sometimes they just put stuff out and they don't really mm-hmm. kind of go through the thought process. Mm-hmm. But if you post, hey, I'm really needing some work because there's people, right? Like we've all seen it. Hey, I'm yeah. a little slow. I need some more. Or, hey, I'm running a sale because I needed it, right? When you put out stuff like that, Nick, that's a really great thing for you to just recommend because it puts up a red flag for everybody that's looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're if mm-hmm. you're not yeah if you're not busy, um, people do not look kindly on your work, and so you can't really change that fact. Don't go on the internet and say, "Hey, you know, running a deal for today," or "had a cancellation," or whatever. It's just not the time or place to do that. So. The premise of this question is you're advising a friend and and Brandon said something that's true is that the the guy on the other end of the phone should be asking questions. But if I'm advising a friend, I'm going to say, when you call any service, mechanic or detail shop, you should be ready with, let's just use a, a number, 10 questions of things that matter to you on your car. And Oftentimes, that's what we don't put out into the world, that it's your car. You already know what matters to you. Start talking to somebody about those things that matter to you. And when when they have good answers, that's going to tell you if they're educational or they're just trying to uh, you know, toot their own horn. If, if they're educational in the sales process, you probably got a pretty good person there. But if I'm advising a friend, I'll always say, dude, you're the only one that knows what matters to you go in there and talk about and ask questions about the things that matter to you. So I would say, again, I'm the last on the, on the carousel. Everyone said very knowledgeable things on that, that I really, I would say as well. Um, Again, if they're your friend, they know your work, they know what to expect. Um, I know my close friends, they would know what to expect if they were reaching out to somewhere else. I don't know. Okay, man. Cool. Yeah, you, you're right. Being low on the totem pole, man. Uh, now it comes down to <laughs> comes down uh, to some more tougher ones. More tougher ones. Uh, one one thing I was gonna say though um, is that what I've seen is when I have customers call me if, and this is just like you said, listening to what the customer is saying. But I've talked customers maybe out of necessarily like higher packages or something that they wanted. 
But then you, when you realistic, when you tell them, when they tell you what they, their problem is, what they're looking at, realistically, they go, oh, I want the best package. And I go, okay, is this a car that's staying in a garage 24 7 He goes, like, yeah, it only sees, only takes it out on the weekends. And they're looking for the highest package. And when you're like super honest with the customers, like when they get the trust from them automatically, especially if you call another detail, like um, if your buddy calls a detailer and the detail is like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Here's what I would do that's probably someone you should go with. And that's what I do to a lot of my customers. I'm straight up honest with them. Listen, like, and a lot of people are taken aback by it. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, like you, for what you just told me, like, they tell you everything you need to know. And then I repeat back to them. Well, you just told me you need this, this, and this. So this is the packages for you. And then they go, you know what? You're I right. And then boom, that. you got the job. You got the, they yep. appreciate it. And you get the job. And that actually happened today. I, I told talking to Marty guy called me and he wanted a, a coding done on his car. And it turned out he only used the car once a week. And I'm like, bro, like you don't need the, the crazy package. We'll just go with this middle one. And he was like, what? And I was like, yes, like there's no point. Because they like, don't know. He, they just don't know. So they're they're looking yes. for your guidance to do that. And that's awesome. That's awesome, Derek, because that's exactly what you do is yeah. you give them the trust in you. And that's it. And sometimes you may think you're losing business, but you are gaining a relationship and, and you have no clue what you're getting out of that in return because you're giving without expectation of, of Hey, no, I understand you want the best, but you only drive it once a week. You don't need mm. the best. You just need a nice Eco One waterless wash. We can get, knock it out in, in an hour. We're good to go. But I'm sorry, I don't need to charge you five hundred dollars for detail. As much as my pocket would love to say yes, yeah, um, absolutely. It's not about that. It really, it really isn't. And I think when you operate like that, that's when you're you're building the relationship. That during things like COVID, when people are going. Oh my gosh, I'm running sales like Nick said. Oh, I'm running a sale today. I had four cancellations. No, I don't have to do that because I built that relationship with the people ahead of time. And I think that's yeah. where you start. You, you're giving them value just like you give them value in your detail. Absolutely, man. You know, the uh, the I guess that it depends on on what kind of on what kind of friend it is. Um, oh. and like everybody talked about, you know, I think that we can, <laughs> you got levels of friendship. Some you're going to send to the local car wash. Some you're going to send to the, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, I'm, I'm Bill. I, I got a buddy. I would never send a detail because this car is always trash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great okay. point. It really is. Well, that's just, that's just it. If my sister who never gets her car detailed ever, if my sister is in the middle of Vegas, I am not sending her to Nick. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to Nick. I'm just, no. That's just, that's just the reality. That's a good, that's to, a good man right to, there. <laughs> that? That's a good man. Like, you know, I know well, a just, reputable shop, Mr. Walsh. You know, that's, that's just it. If, it. if it's a friend that doesn't care about their cars or if it's a genuine car person, I will do a little bit of legwork and do some vetting. I think that we're all part of a, a, a bunch of different groups and all that stuff. I think that we can easily reach out and vet somebody pretty quickly. And, and I, I'm just going to back up and this is, I'm going to go a little bit sideways on the topic here. What, what Nick mentioned about, um, Hey, I had a cancellation. I'm running a sale, stuff like that. And I think that we've discussed it a little bit. Um, I'm one person we're in the middle of winter here. There are days when, when I don't have a client, it, it, it's just a reality. I will never go and advertise. Hey, I have an opening. I need business. And I never run sales. I did have one client ask me, hey, I saw the other, this other guy is running a sale for Christmas. How come you're not doing that? And my answer to those guys is always because I don't want to cheat a client that didn't need the sale to come in. He said, I don't want that mm. client 
to feel, oh, if I had waited till Christmas, I would have got a deal. I don't do that. And and I'm and just that's gonna, exactly it. Exactly it. You're you're cheating yourself, but you're cheating them going, oh, if I'd have just waited, man, I could have got a discount. And it's not about that. It's about where you put yourself out at that particular moment. Well, it, exactly. And that's, you know, on, and I had somebody cancel. So now I'm going to give somebody a deal. No, no, I, I will not do that. And I will not shortchange other I'm customers because, because of that. Yep. Same here. I, I don't want to be disrespectful to the clients that have paid full price yep. and respect our services. And I feel that that's disrespectful when I say, oh, I'm giving this person the same just so I can get an extra couple extra bucks. It's Correct. you have to value yourself. And I value myself now higher because of what I do. Correct. I mean, if I don't, if I don't have something, I, there's plenty of stuff I can do marketing wise. And if I have a couple of free hours, I still have my PlayStation and CAA football game yeah, exactly. in Nebraska. And Nebraska is about to win another championship. I'm going to pretend like you didn't say Nebraska is about to win another championship. <laughs> you know, as a Sooner, you Marty, know. It, it, it's been a tough 25 years for us. Just give me the PlayStation wins. I'll take let, it. Let them have it. <laughs> <laughs> but as a true Cornhusker, do you run the triple option every play? You have to. You, you almost have to. You have to. You have to. <laughs> Yeah, that triple option back in the day was definitely brutal. Definitely brutal. All right, guys. So I'm going to actually go with the tab out question right now. So I posted it earlier. I'm a tab out already, huh? It's tab out question, all right. So this one actually came out of the the, the HyperClean Specialist Group. Uh, I'm going to try to start posting it more, maybe a day or two before, so you can get some ideas. So if anyone's in the group and they want to, ask us have us ask a question see what we got to say please just post it in there and uh let me know and i will uh pick one and this one will live tonight so if you could detail any one of your favorite movie slash tv cars what car would it be hmm. all right all right what about you man what uh what car are you going after well i'm going with optimus prime from the first oh, from the now from the first Michael Bay Transformers movie, especially when he rolled down the alleyway and transformed, I literally clapped in the movie theater. But after that movie, I don't know about the other one. But the first movie, high five. Like that red fire paint job, sign me up. I'll I'll polish that all day. All right, Dustin. All right, I, I'm torn here. This is a real tough one, so I'm going to give you my two options. Um, first one, I'm going with the Mach 5. Anybody, oh, know, what the, anybody oh, know what I'm talking about? Nice. So growing up, I would wake up every night at midnight as a kid, like uh, like clockwork, to watch the Speed Racer TV show. Yes. Loved yes. it. I would, I would have a cream pie, oatmeal cream pie right there on the on the nightstand and uh, ready to watch Speed Racer. Uh, love that show. Still have a model out there on the shelf. Um, love that oh, car. Cool. Uh, just the whole thing, man. Um, that was my childhood. Secondly, would have to be the General Lee. Uh, love the 69 Ooh. Charger. Um, it, it's my dream to own one one day. Uh, but unfortunately, there was a TV show that helped skyrocket uh, the prices on those vehicles. So uh, it's, it's going to be a while before I can own one of the bad boys. 
You know, but, uh, you know, one like, of the I think one of the originals they took the uh, flag off the top. They repainted it. Oh, I'm sure really? they have because you yeah. know it's uh, it, it's, yeah. it's it's got some issues, you know, some cultural it's the world issues. We live in. Hey, Nick, yeah, Nick was that the Bubba Watson car? Yep, bad. Yep, he had it. He had it resprayed. So uh, that's uh, lost some value. Oh, bunch of soft bitches these days. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, That's do like, you know uh, the cousin to the General Lee's name, uh, Daisy oh. Duke's Jeep? I love me oh. Daisy Duke's. Oh, Man, you, you, you know the name Daisy of her Dukes. Jeep? I don't. I don't. Goes know right along with that flag. Four door. Dixie. Oh, oh sorry. No. <laughs> okay. All right, Lucas. Time Going to tab back. out, man. It's a tab out. Tab out. You got a tab. Going back to the uh, Transformers theme, I've actually detailed my ultimate dream car that I owned for four years, and it's not much, but I remember being 11 years old, seeing the first Transformers into theaters with my dad, and the first time we saw the fifth generation Camaro on screen, anyone had seen it roll on screen, right then and there, I'm like, someday in many years, I'm going to buy one of those. And I, I did at 20 years old and kept it for four years. And I've I've scrubbed up on the old girl many a time. <laughs> was it was it Nick's favorite color, yellow? Just to no, mine mine was silver ice metallic, so it was Yours really was easy to yellow. clean. Okay. All right, just check. No, I, I didn't have true bumblebee, but I had the car at least. Now wait, wait, oh. did you have the Transformers badges though? No, I didn't have the gay freaking. Monster <laughs> claw marks over the headlight. Either I didn't have the louver on the back glass. I had stock wheels, stock suspension, smoke tail lights, and I put a ten thousand dollar engine in the front of it. And that was what I did with it. I would Ooh. also like to point out that when buying a yellow vehicle, if you always notice the price is significantly less on anything yellow <laughs> because nobody wants it. Well. I, I would counter that with the Porsche Carrera GT where you're going to pay about 50% more for Just because one. of the color. Yep. That bro. Yeah. But it's almost it's like a gold, yellow. though. It's still yellow. It's like the, it still counts. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> My dream car uh, made an appearance in a movie Need for Speed. They have uh, the three Koenigseggs that were racing. And then I'd say if I could even just touch one. I'd be more than happy. And I wouldn't care if it's yellow or not. I'd, I'd be happy with any Koenigsegg. Fun fact, real quick. So I think it was the first Fast and Furious movie. You know how at the end of the movie, Roman and Ludacris' character are sitting in the two Koenigsegg CCXs? Mm-hmm. At that time, there was three in the world, and they flew both of those in to the States just for that scene of that movie, and then they flew them back to their owners because there was only three that existed. Nice. Oh crap! Well, what I would do, my uh, my favorite car, TV car, to detail would be Starsky's um, Torino, Starsky and Hutch. Mm. He was anal about that car. Every time Hutch would slide across something, he'd always get get fanatical about that car. So I know that if I were to detail his car, he would take care of it. So I'm going with Starsky's Torino. What about the Torino from Grand Torino? That was like the <laughs> ultimate. That was 
was good, Barry. Yeah. That was straight classic right there. <laughs> now, now, Dale, did you see the remake that they did with Ben Stiller and uh, Owen Wilson? <laughs> I think you just don't screw with Ben Stiller. That one was not good. No. Has anyone here ever seen the movie Hit and Run? Mm. No. Oh. no. Is that a porn? No, I, no, I hope I hope not. <laughs> no, it's, oh, it's got a 67 Lincoln Continental with the suicide doors drop top, and it's got a 521 big block uh crate oh. motor in it. It's actually oh. Dax, Dax Shepard's car, and it is badass. Oh. And that would that be engine was a pain in the ass, it. but a beautiful car, beautiful car. Yeah, that would be, and I would love one one day myself, but uh, that would be a sick car to detail. Also from uh, Entourage, the beginning scene, same mm, car. Yes. Yep, yes. exactly. Yeah, which is also would, a great show. Shelby, I've been getting like really into um, Drive to Survive on Netflix, the Formula One show, um, where they go through the seasons and whatnot, and, you know, interview the drivers. Call me stupid, but I would kill to wash clay coat a Aston Martin Formula One car. That would just be... Mm. It'd probably be a waste of time, but oh my god, I'd, I'd love every oh, second. It'd still be fun, though. Oh my god. All right. I'm going uh, James Bond, Casino Royale, the uh, Aston Martin. Yes. Yes, I knew oh. I should have gone. That's I knew I should have gone before, Nick. That's what I had oh, down to. Okay. Mine was actually from Golden Ooh. Gold Member, though. Yeah, that oh. Ashton then, it was the same. Uh, James Bond is known by that Ashton Martin. Ah, yep. Damn it. I should have gone cool. earlier. All right, I got to do some homework can, real quick. All right. Can, can I get the uh, show and the movie, Cars? Yeah, yeah. The show is going to be the real Ferrari from Miami Vice, the Testarossa. Ooh, that old Miami Vice. Ooh. So I'm I'm joining the James Bond theme. The movie is going to be the 2000 GT convertible James Bond. Okay. First Japanese first Japanese car in that movie. Good job, okay. sir. Yeah, I'm sure right. somebody picked the uh, Magnum PI's Ferrari. Ooh. All right, so so I got I got to go with my my favorite movie car, and this is it, it wasn't the star of the show or the movie. We've all seen Christine, right? Yep. Yes. Okay, so Dennis's '68 Blue Charger. That's that to me would would be would be probably my favorite movie car. And a little while ago, I did look up what happened to that car, and from what I understand, the article that I read, I think that somebody had both the Christine and the Charger. And it burnt, and and it was in some guy's garage, and his house burned down, and both of the original cars from that movie got wrecked. So, Whoa. so I picked the blue '68 Charger from Christine, which was immaculate throughout that entire movie. And yeah, that's that's my pick. For mine, would be the uh, Eleanor, gone in sixty seconds, the uh, mm. '67 Fastback GT500. Not mm. the kit car, the actual real one, like like straight up just. The real one. Oh, not the Nicholas Cage one. That that yeah that well that one actually was a real one. He actually drove. Oh, that was a real one. Yeah, okay, he actually was. He actually enjoyed the hell out of driving that car, just because of the scene where he was able to just take off. Um, he he became his own stunt driver in that car, 
and that was just such an amazing car. Wasn't there a big legal battle over uh, the movie studio or Ford trying yep. to trademark Eleanor or something? That's exactly what they did. And then they got, <laughs> it, they, they tried to literally, and it went through whole trademark infringement and everything else. And it's like, dude, you don't own that. It just happened to be where it was at. That's a Ferrari move. But yeah, I, I also owned the, uh, 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 the Knight Rider car back in the day. No, and, okay, oh. you guys can't. You keep saying it. No, that's my next one. You're done, John. You're cut off. The, I, dude. Because for, for Dale, for Nick, for all you like want to be technology cars, the original first technology car. If yeah. we're gonna go past James Bond, we're gonna go to Kit <laughs> uh, from Knight Rider, and that was a Pontiac Trans Am. Yep. Uh, yep. T top. I had it all. I had it all, man. It was. It was good. Now I'm oh, surprised yeah. that nobody said the Trans Am from Smokey the Bandit, though. Oh shit! That fire that, 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 that if, if I had to step, my buddy had a Trans Am with the T tops and stuff, so I would love. And I detailed that. I detailed that three times. They finally sold it when he got a new paint job done. It was the funnest car. It has not all the how such long lines that car has. I was like, oh, I love this car. And then he that sold car, it. I cried. I was like, oh man, he had that car for years. That car went uh, for over $4 million at Barrett Jackson uh, and uh, Mert Reynolds was the pastor when they drove it up in there. Oh, wow. And she got an autograph. Wow. Authenticity, everything about that car went for over four, like over four and a half million dollars at uh, Barrett Jackson out here. It was crazy. I mean, that that movie, I think, sold basically all the Trans Ams for that. Like, was like, basically, that yeah. yeah. Was a commercial for <laughs> that car. It made you want to buy it. Like I gotta get, the, I gotta get the eagle on there, and I'm ready to go. Like get my Trans Am, and then I was just like, "Oh man!" Like I, I know, as a kid, I always dreamed of being able to drive underneath the semi truck and sit underneath there. And yes, yes. I mean, oh, it's still a dream. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, great tab out question, guys. Had a great pub. Thanks so much for enjoying some beers with me and a really great discussion. Billy and John, it was a pleasure. Thank you guys for coming on. Kevin, uh, cooking with Nick and Mr. Walters. Pleasure to have you guys. And from O Canada, great to see you back on, Ben. Brandon, Dustin, Dale, great time, guys. Thanks so much for having a beer with me. Lucas, always a pleasure, brother. Always like what you have to say. Derek, till next week, man. Enjoy yeah, your beer. Yeah. Here's to community. Peace. Community. Really, yeah. See you later. Cheers, boys. Hey, community, what a fun episode. I enjoyed some good beer, had a great conversation. What a fun tab out question. There's plenty of movies and plenty of cars. Why don't you go to Hyperclean Specialist Group? Derek's put out there the tab out question, and so go join in. What would be the favorite car you would detail that come from a movie or TV show? Great question. Come join us. Have a great experience inside of the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. This is Marshall. I hope you make it a great day.